You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Oracle Park in San Francisco, California, the Miami Marlins kicked off the 2022 championship season, their 30th season in franchise history. It was a wild ball game. Sandy Alcantara took the ball on opening day for Miami, his third consecutive opening day start. He went opposite of the right-hander Logan Webb, who was so darn good for the San Francisco Giants last season. With the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Welcome back to Oracle Park in San Francisco. On opening day, the Giants eke out a 6-5 victory in 10 innings, 10 hard-fought innings over the Marlins today. A great comeback from Miami. A lot of excitement in this ballgame on both sides. Some good some bad at the end of the day though Giants win it 6-5 in 10. Logan Webb started against Sandy Alcantara in this ball game. Sandy got the first two outs at the bottom of the first but then he walked back to back hitters. Darren Ruff and Jock Peterson Jacob Stallings came up big in the bottom of the first. The New Marlins catcher was able to pick Ruff off at second base ending that first inning but it was a 23 pitch first for Sandy. He bounced back nicely set on the side in order in the second and only nine pitches but in the third in a scoreless game, he walked Joey Bart, the rookie catcher, with one out with two down and a runner at first base up to the plate step, Brandon Belt. He's bunting against the shift, bunts it hard to Rojas. No, that's Wendell on the left side, and Wendell throws the ball away. Bart's headed for third. He's going to be waved home as the ball rolls down the right field line. The throw to the plate's not in time. It'll be an E5 giving the Giants the first run of the season, and Belt ends up at second base. It's 1-0 San Francisco. So a bunt single against the shift for Belt and the errant throw by Joey Wendell, and the Giants had the lead. They had a man at second with two outs, and they had a chance for more with the DH Darren Ruff to the plate next. 2-1 pitch, Ruff, ground ball, off the glove of the first base and Cooper in the right center field. The Giants will extend their lead. Around third, Belt, he'll score, and it's 2-0 San Francisco on Ruff's RBI single. And Sandy came back, struck out Jock Peterson, ending that third inning, but six to the plate in what would be a 23-pitch inning for Sandy. Giants score twice to lead 2-0. Sandy again bounced back with a 1-2-3 fourth inning, just like the second inning, facing the same three batters, Crawford, Flores, and Estrada, the 5-6-7 men. He retired the side in order and did so on eight pitches. But in the fifth, with Logan Webb sailing along with a shutout, the Giants extended their lead. One out, nobody on. For the man replacing Buster Posey behind the plate, the rookie catcher, Joey Bart. The 0-1 to Bart is hammered a long way. Deep to left, Joey Bart is in his first Major League home run. And it's 3-0 Giants in the bottom of the fifth. Well, Logan Webb made that lead stand up. He allowed two hits, but hung another zero in the sixth inning. He started the seventh. He hadn't walked anybody all day, but on four pitches, Joey Wendell worked a walk to begin the seventh. So in a 3 nothing game, the Giants had the lead. The Marlins had a man on, and it was time to go to the bullpen in the estimation of San Francisco manager Gabe Kaplan. Brought Dominic Leone out of the bullpen. Leone got the first out. Miguel Rojas and a fly ball to right but he could not get the New Marlins catcher, Jacob Stallings. 
Jacob Stallings drives one a long way, deep to left. Back goes Slater at the wall. Goodbye! Home run Stallings in his Marlins debut, and we got a ball game. It's 3-2 in the seventh. Well, the next man, Jazz Chisholm, would draw a walk. He'd be wild pitch to second. So the Marlins down run to the tying man in scoring position. At that point, they pulled Leon out of the game, brought Tyler Rogers on, the submarining slider specialist, and he was able to strike out both Jorge Soler and Garrett Cooper in succession, getting us to the seventh inning stretch. We had a ball game, though. It was 3-2 San Francisco. After Alcantara worked the first five innings, Three hits, three runs, two earned with five walks. His most in a couple of years. Struck out four, allowed the home run to Bart through 83 pitches, 44 strikes. On the other side, Webb went six plus. A run on five hits, a walk, three Ks, 85 pitches, 57 strikes. The Marlins bullpen did a nice job. Tanner Scott, former Oriole, and Cole Solster, the former Oriole, just acquired this week with one, two, three innings in the sixth and seventh. This stayed a... 3-2 Giants lead into the eighth inning. Richard Blyer, speaking of former Orioles, came on to pitch. Got the first out with Mauricio Dubon grounding to second. But then down a run. One out, nobody on. Blyer went after Brandon Belt. On 2-0, Belt smokes one. Right field and deep. Garcia turns, looks up, and it is gone. A home run to right off the bat of Brandon Belt. He had 29 last year to lead the team. He's hit his first here in 2022. That's a big add-on run for the Giants. They go up 4-2 on the Belt long ball. Well, we talked about how good the Giants' bullpen was a season ago, as good if not better than any in baseball. So now a two-run lead. Jake McGee, who saved 31 games for San Francisco last year, got the eighth inning, retired Jesus Sanchez, Jesus Aguilar, and Avi Garcia in succession. And this one went to the ninth with the Giants on top, 4-2. to two. Giants brought on their flame-throwing closer, Camilo Doval, who debuted in the big leagues last year, throwing 98-102. to 102. He had a two-run lead to protect in the ninth inning, and he couldn't do it. Joey Wendell led off with an infield hit. He was a race on the fielder's choice. Miguel Rojas getting all the way to second on what looked like a double play ball that was thrown away by the second baseman Estrada at first base. So Wendell was out 6-4, to four, but Miggy goes to second. And the Marlins down by a couple at a man in scoring position. One out of the ninth inning for the catcher Stallings. The 2-1, Stallings lines went into shallow left center. Going to get down for a base hit. Miggy's waved at third. He's coming home. We've got a one-run game again. An RBI single for Jacob Stallings. He's knocked in all three runs today. And it's 4-3. Here come the Marlins in the ninth. John Birdie pinch ran for Stallings at first base. Marlins pick up some speed. And at uh, just the right moment in this game, down by a run and down to their final two outs, the Marlins had the number nine man, that muscle in the nine spot, Jazz Chisholm facing Camilo Doval, the ball game on the line. The 2-1, he's running. Jazz, fly ball, well hit, left center field. Dubon on the run, long way back, at the wall, goodbye! Jazz Chisholm has given the Marlins the lead. A two-run homer, a three-run ninth, and it's 5-4 Miami. A blown save for Doval. So the Marlins, who hadn't led all day, took a one-run lead into the last of the ninth. Anthony Bender, the closer to begin the season, had three saves as a rookie last year. Up by a run, the first man he faced in the bottom of the ninth was the second baseman, filling in for Tommy Listella, Tyro Estrada. 
The old one to Estrada is blasted to left. Way back. Soler at the wall won't get it. We're tied at five. Tyro Estrada getting the opening day start because Tommy Lestella is on the injured list. He's made two great defensive plays and he's just even the score with his first long ball of the year. So a blown save for Anthony Bender. He'd come back to retire the next three in a row. Steven Duggar, Joey Bart, and Mauricio Dubon. And we went to the 10th. Extra innings on opening day. The Marlins and the Giants deadlocked at five. So again in 2022, you begin extra innings with that placed runner at second base. Garrett Cooper was the runner for the Marlins. John Brevia came on to pitch for San Francisco. He walked Jesus Sanchez, giving the Marlins men at first and second with nobody out, trying to snap a 5-5 tie. Jesus Aguilar then hit a fly ball to center field that was caught by Dubon for out number one. Garrett Cooper, realizing it was hit deep enough, took advantage, tagged, went to third base. Now with one out, Marlins had men at the corners. Avi Garcia hit a ground ball up the third base line near the bag that was fielded by Wilmer Flores. And Cooper, the runner at third base, got caught in no man's land, and eventually he was tagged out. The put-out going 5-2 to two for the second out in the inning. At that point, Brebia was pulled. Jose Alvarez came on and was able to strike out pinch hitter Brian Anderson. Anderson, the right-handed hitter, coming on to face lefty Alvarez in place of Joey Wendell. And so the Marlins could not score after that place runner was put at second base to begin the 10th inning. Now the heat was on Anthony Bass because the Giants had the winning man at second to start the 10th inning. Mauricio Dubon was the placed runner. Marlins caught a huge break when Brandon Belt hit a fly ball into medium right field. It was caught by Avi Garcia for the first out, and Dubon got caught off of second base. Maybe he was bluffing, got too far off the bag. Maybe he thought about going to third. He started and then changed his mind and stopped. But Garcia hit the cutoff man, Miguel Rojas, with a perfect throw. Miggy then fired behind the runner, Dubon, to Jazz Chisholm, who tagged him out. So just like that, that placed runner was erased, and in a 5-5 game, the Giants had nobody on with two outs, and Bass had a chance to escape. But he walked Darren Ruff. It was the seventh walk allowed by Marlins pitchers in this game, and now the Giants were in business again with two outs. They had the winning man at first base for Austin Slater. Slater to come on as a pinch hitter in the sixth inning, struck out, reached on an error in the eighth, but the Stanford product from down in Palo Alto had a chance to be a hero on opening day. The 2-2 pitch is ripped down the left field line. That's big trouble. Going to roll all the way to the wall. Rough around second, Dayton for third. He's being waved. He's coming to the plate. Miggy the relay throw home, and he is safe at the plate. The Giants walk it off in 10 innings on opening day. It was a wild afternoon baseball here in San Francisco. The Giants, winners of 107 games last year. They won 40 more games a season ago than the Marlins. They were the best in baseball in the regular season, and they get their 2022 season off to a good start today in 10 exciting innings. They edge Miami by the final of 6-5. to five. Again, for the Giants, six runs, six hits, two errors, six runners stranded. For the Marlins, five runs, nine hits, two errors. They leave eight in the game. Jose Alvarez, the winner out of the bullpen, 1-0. Anthony Bass, the loser, 0-1. Time of the ballgame, three hours, 26 minutes in front of a full house at Oracle Park, 40,000. 853. Marlins and AutoNation again working this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pick Initiative to support cancer research. 
Seven Ks on the day today. That means $175. Nice start to the season in that regard. $175 for the Marlins Foundation to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. In dramatic fashion, six to five Giants over the Marlins in extra innings yesterday afternoon. The Marlins had some chances. Shoot, they had an opportunity to wrap things up in the ninth inning. Anthony Bender couldn't hold on. Uh, certainly wasn't just his fault by any means. Uh, both teams committed a couple of errors, but nonetheless, the Giants win it 6-5. to five. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. Giants beat the Marlins 6-5 to five in 10 innings on opening day yesterday. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly. Donnie, a wild game one. How would you sum this one up? Yeah, it was a wild one. Um, yeah, a lot really went on. You know, one of those kind of games that <clears throat> we get down, Jacob gets us back in it with that two-run homer, um, gets us another hit to get us closer down too, and then Jazz gets, gets us up, you know, really even from there. Lots of still stuff going on. Obvious row. Uh, you know, you get two outs there, and you're feeling a little better. Uh, next thing you know, it's over. So, um, but you know, I thought there was a lot of good stuff that that went on today. I thought early on, Sandy was, you know, seemed like behind the count a lot, not getting ahead where we wanted. Um, thought Jacob and Miggy did a nice job early of getting him kind of out of that that inning with that back pick. Um, yeah. How pleased are you by the resiliency that this team showed? No, we're going to be all right. Um, you know, obviously it's not one of those you want to lose. You feel good about coming back there thinking you had a shot to win it uh, with Jazz giving us the lead. Uh, you don't want to give it up, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to be okay. Circling back to Sandy, at 44 strikes, 83 pitches. Do you think the walks were a matter of nerves in game one? No, about nerves, but he was definitely amped up. And pulling some some balls on the other side of the plate, you could see it. Um, but in general, you know, he's always going to have good stuff. It's just like, you know, today behind the count, which he's been pretty much ahead in the count all spring. So uh, you expect him to get better as we go. You mentioned Jacob. You know, obviously the thought bringing him in was, you know, defensive first, goal glover. Just what can he mean to this lineup if, you know, it's one of 162, but if he can bring some sort of production at the plate as well? No, we liked him offensively. Um, this guy knows how to put together an at bat. We've seen it all spring. I've seen it last the last couple of years. He's just been getting kind of better and better. And Pittsburgh was was a guy that hurt us last year with a, a big hit. Um, but he knows how to put together an at bat. He's still pitcher first, which is you know great. But 
you know, he's a guy that's not going to just sit there and, and you feel like it's an empty at bat. This guy knows what he's doing up there. And then defensively, the two throws, the pickoff to end the first and the caught steal, anything that was in the third, just that part of his game as well, in addition to the pitcher friendly, pitcher first and the bat. No, everything he does behind the plate, you like. This guy's going to be ready for games. He's going to he's going to block. He's going to throw. He's not going to you know have that same like cannon type arm, but it's going to be quick. It's going to be accurate. You know, he's he's going to be good for us. You know, you can we can already see that. You, know, you see it instantly in the first game that this guy's going to be a difference maker for us. Uh, Bender, the home run, the first bat after you guys get the lead, just <clears throat> getting right back. What did you see there? And just your guys, obviously, you guys mentioned you're confident in him, but just see. Obviously, first batter not going the way he won. Obviously, he won. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he gets ahead in the count uh, and really just throws a slider. It stays right in the middle, a lot like Sandy's to Bart. That one just stayed right in the middle, and, you know, they go a long way. Outside the flare for dramatic, kind of discipline did Jazz show to hit that ball with authority the other way in that situation? No, obviously, Jazz has got that kind of power. I think, you know, hopefully we're going to see growth from Jazz kind of moving forward. You know, he's going to have his stretches like everybody else. But, uh, you know, it's like we talked about, you know, people say something about him beating the nine hole, but it's like you never know where danger's coming from. And so uh, we're going to have a lineup up and down as we swing the bats. It's going to be tough to bring lefty against him because where he's at in the order. So, you know. How about Coop in the 10th? Sorry. Are you okay with him going there? Is that a situation? Is that. No, oh, he has to go there. Yeah. It's a two ball. I was surprised they didn't go for the two. I thought it I thought it was a double play ball uh, when it was hit. But, yeah, you got to go there. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the ball club's 6-5 loss to the Giants yesterday. Before we wrap things up, we'll hear from the starter, Sandy Alcantara. Sandy, how would you assess today's outing? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to uh, be healthy during the game. I mean, I don't feel good today about it. You know, because um, fight works, you know, I mean, I don't like that, you know, but it's something that I don't have to worry too much, you know, because we early, we, we just start the season, you know, I mean, I got time to, to work on it. What would you attribute those walks to? I mean, you know, uh, I think um, the grip, the ball, you know, I had like some problem today, but like I say, I, I don't have to worry too much about it, you know, I got time to work on it. And you know, I mean, let's see what happened in this one. Is it with the weather? The grip with the weather? Is it the weather? It's not like cold, you know, but when the, the umpire told me the ball, you know, it's like something like sleepy, you know, like like the grips, you know, I mean, I don't know they put something on it, you know, but I don't feel comfortable with the ball today. Well, you know, Stallings throws out runners twice to help you out. Just the importance of having a catcher that can do that to help you out when you don't have your best stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, how about Starley behind the play? You know, that was great today. You know, I mean, he got great arm. You know, he, he's great. You know, called some great pitchers today. You know, man, he tried to hurt me and everything he came. You know, but I mean, like I say, you know, we don't feel good today about the game. You know, but we got to keep working. You fell off the your slider specifically. How would you feel with that pitch? I know it was a home run. There were a lot that were off the plate. Just how would you feel command-wise with that? Uh, yeah, middle, middle, middle slider, you know, when you miss, you got to pay, you know what I mean? That's a run spot, you know, and try to go, like, outside the play, you know, but I miss in the middle and he hit it. Even though game ended the walk-off loss, what was it like watching the team rally in those final innings to temporarily get a lead and get the game to extras and show that you guys still had a chance even though you were down for the bulk of the game? I mean, yeah, you know, early in the, in the game, you know, I mean, I don't have like too much support, you know, but I don't, I don't feel bad about it, you know, because like I said, we start, we just start the season, you know, we gotta keep focused, keep working hard together, you know, and, and let's win the game. 
Sandy Alcantara after the Marlins 6-5 loss. Sandy struggled a little bit, uh, but you heard him say uh, he didn't feel like the baseball had a lot of grip to it. Sandy, five walks, four strikeouts, five innings on the mound, three hits, three runs, two earned. So opening day is in the books. That takes us to this afternoon's ball game in San Francisco. Game two of the playing schedule, Pablo Lopez versus Carlos Rodon. 4.35 first pitch. We're on the air at 4 o'clock with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.